Joe Biden will be the first president to create one million jobs in the first 100 days. That is the single most ridiculous statement I've ever heard, ever. And that's saying a lot. Because people getting their jobs back is not creating jobs. And if this is the way the Biden administration wants to go about things, then you know how completely unserious they are. What's that like? What's it like to lie like that? To take a look at America and say, we can absolutely deceive you like that. And we have the media that will buy in and jump on it and talk about how great we are. It's like the whole conversation with, uh, with vaccine. Do you really and truly believe, really and truly believe that it's the Biden administration all by their little itty-bitty lonesomes that got all this uh, that got all this vaccine out? Or was it indeed the Trump administration that through something called Operation Warp Speed got things moving and going, started getting vaccine out, you came in and you just had to keep it going? Why not just say so? Because I'll say that the vaccine has kept going. They've stayed out of the way. I very much appreciate this. This is a value. You're going to take credit for creating a million jobs? That's You're gross. <laughs> we see you, and you are gross. You're absolutely despicable people, and you don't care. Because you know the people buy it up, right? They just lap it up every which way. And we know this is true from the anti-police conversations that we're seeing out there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Instagram, Parlor, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Remind me, I also got to get into this uh, Second Amendment case being taken up by the Supreme Court. They don't do it often, so this is a big, big deal. The, the conversation about police, when people say, oh my gosh, thousands of black people are shot by police each and every year. And that is, of course, not true at all. And more white people are shot and killed by police than black people. This is not a debatable subject I'm just saying it as it is here is the number of people shot to death by the police in the United States from 2017 to 2021 in 2021 30 black people have been shot to death by the police 50 white people have been shot to death by the police. 112 are unknown. This is 2021 thus far. But if I go back and take a look at 2020, 241 black people 
were shot and killed by police. 457 white people were shot and killed by police. Now, there are two things to take from this. First things first, it's not thousands you've been damn well lied to. And the only reason you're being lied to is because they think there's a political advantage to it. But don't think for a second that because there are some stories that make it to television news cameras and some that don't, that there are absolutely positively, we should be clear, there are black moms having different conversations with their black sons than white moms are having with their white sons. Because of what they see. Let me give you an example. This was the Oscars last night. Oh, you remember the Oscars? Oh, yeah, they were, they were last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll get to some of it. Really, really. If you haven't heard the, the thing from, from, from Tyler Perry, it's, it's really good. It's really good. I'll play it in, in, in the third hour. If you don't get the third hour, get the podcast at TonyCats.com. Ari, post the third hour. This is Regina King, The Watchmen. Um, was it A Night in Miami? I think is the movie she directed. I think she's a great actress. But I thought this was an interesting, interesting conversation because she does say something interesting, but she says something also horrific. And we are still smack dab in the middle of it. We are mourning the loss of so many. And I have to be honest, if things had gone differently this past week in Minneapolis, I might have traded in my heels for marching boots. Now, I know that. If things didn't go different in Minneapolis, of course, she's talking about the Derek Chauvin case, uh, found guilty for second degree manslaughter, found guilty for third degree murder, found guilty for second degree murder. What does that mean? You mean if they had gone a different way? Well, there's already conversations that the jury absolutely voted because they feared retribution. Your take, Regina King. No, no, no. I want to know what society you want to live in. I mean, we got to have a we got to have a heart to heart, right? I think you're a crazy good actress. I think you're like one of the most underrated actresses of your generation. Maybe I should just say actors. One of the most underrated actors of your generation. But marching boots? If he had just been convicted of second-degree manslaughter, you got marching boots on? I just want to know what level of intimidation you're going for. Maybe you see it differently. We can talk about it. But let's see how she continues. Now... I know that a lot of you people at home want to reach for your remote when you feel like Hollywood is preaching to you. But as a mother of a black son, I know the fear that so many live with and no amount of fame or fortune changes that. I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true, especially if you hear people saying, oh, thousands of black people are killed by police every year. If everything you see on television is this story. I have zero reason to think that Regina King isn't telling me the truth at that moment. I'm just staring at data. I'm staring at the numbers. So, you know, the numbers tell a bit of a different story. But none of that matters to LeBron James. Because LeBron James, he is going to do what's woke. I mean, right. I mean, what's woke. And LeBron James puts out a tweet of the officer involved in the shooting, a Micaiah Bryant, the 16-year-old who was stabbing people, 
stabbing people and says you're next hashtag accountability a little uh hourglass emoji right oh time's ticking down and there's a question to be asked about whether or not uh, LeBron is saying you're going to be charged with murder or whether or not uh, you should be attacked. I think he was discussing attack personally. But he could say he was discussing charged with murder. She was stabbing people. She had thrown a girl to the ground. By the way, I have not seen publicly the tweet where LeBron James excoriates a grown man for trying to kick a girl in the head while she's on the ground. I don't know if that tweet exists. Someone can show it to me and I'll give him full credit. But in the video that we saw in Columbus, Ohio, after the suspect pushes the first girl to the ground, a grown man tries to kick her in the head. The suspect then goes after the second girl in the pink jumpsuit, pushes her against the car, brings the knife back, and that's when shots are fired. Four shots killing the girl. And LeBron James, you're next. And then deletes it and says, I'm just so sick and tired of people twisting our words for racism. None of that is true. LeBron just likes being woke. And I saw something fascinating, a couple people discussing how he's never had a scandal. And he's got a wife and children. He's a perfect family man. You can't attack him for this. I'm glad he's a perfect family man good on him lots of perfect family men who also don't say hey go murder a cop who don't stay silent when it comes to the abuse of hong kongers and do so for profit through those people under the bus for money just so we all understand each other he is the voice of the league If you ask producer Ari about LeBron James, he'll tell you LeBron James can quite literally do anything and nothing's going to happen to him. If LeBron James said fire Adam Silver as the commissioner of the league, uh, Adam Silver would be fired. The power of LeBron James in the NBA is absolute to producer Ari. And that may very well be true. That may very, very well be true. That LeBron James is all-powerful in the NBA and nothing matters. Well, that's very different than you, me, and we, where we have to deal with the consequences of our actions. The consequences of our words. So there's this bar in, in Cincinnati. And they have decided they're not playing any NBA games until LeBron James is expelled uh, from the league. Right? Because basically threatening the, 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 the life of, of a cop is more than they can handle. They're not going to stand by that. We will not air uh, games until LeBron James has been expelled from the NBA. This according to Linney's Pub there in Cincinnati. And uh, LeBron James responded with, Oh, damn, I was headed there to watch our game tonight and have a drink. Well, 212,000 likes. LeBron James does not care what you think of him at all. Producer Ari is right. Untouchable. Has a base that's always going to approve, that is never going to think critically. 
LeBron James has never once shown the strength to handle the tough issues in the moment they need to be handled. Has he done good things? Well, clearly people talk about he's done good things, and he's created a school here, and he's done this. But when the moment comes to either be focused or be silent, he does neither. You can get me to believe that he's excellent at basketball, and you can get me to believe that he might have actually a good business sense about him. But that he has stood up at the moments that need him most if we're now going to look at athletes as role models? No. And he mocked this bar as opposed to taking what they had to say and say, I guess some people are angry. Just let me give you a couple of things that LeBron James has not yet commented on. Chicago police have charged a man with a murder for allegedly killing a seven-year-old at a McDonald's drive-thru. This is where um, a black man has been arrested. He was charged with first-degree murder, three counts of attempted murder, robbery, aggravated vehicular hijacking, aggravated assault of a police officer, and other counts. No comment yet from LeBron James regarding this black-on-black crime. Then there's North Carolina. Now, there's a couple stories coming out of North Carolina. This one is a man, a 23-year-old, charged with first-degree murder, a road rage incident that led to the death of a 7-year-old black boy. No comment yet from LeBron James. So I guess he only has opinions in certain places. Certainly the police have an opinion. And there is a video that has gone out of a cop pretending to give LeBron a call while on the line of duty. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stab. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron, hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Yeah, Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, LeBron. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. What? Nothing. I got to go. Sorry, guys. You're on your own. Good luck. I mean, it's pretty good. By the way, 166,000 views thus far, and I'm pretty sure this guy's going to get fired. Now, maybe he's not a cop. He's wearing the uniform. I got to assume he's a cop. He's going to get fired. He's got to be. You know, I said the Oscars took place, and the ratings were down 50%. The NBA ratings are down. Maybe there's something, is something to, you know, get woke, go broke. So far, they don't seem to care. I'm Tony Katz. I had had a whole plan about talking about uh, DMX, dead at the age of 50 in his funeral.
I was going to talk about how he uh, he arrived at his funeral in a in a uh, monster truck, and uh, then I learned uh, that uh, Louis Farrakhan um, spoke at his funeral. I was like, all right, I'm, I guess I got nothing to say. Sorry, just you know, uh, you, you you make your choices. <laughs> you you make your choices. You want to have Louis Farrakhan at your funeral? Okay. Uh, you can. I'm just not going to I'm not going to pay any attention to you anymore. I guess the thing that really amazed me is that he's 50. I sometimes take a look at ages of people. And I'm like, I didn't realize they were, you know, that young. And maybe I don't know, maybe as I get older, I realize how young some of these people are. Maybe maybe that's it. You know, and and it's just it it kind of knocks me out. Fifty, like he's been in my. I, I was I wasn't a follower, not my music, but uh, certainly I, I've 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 known who he is. Of course, I've known who he is. Just the thing that he was fifty was just very, very odd, very strange. And I know Louis Farrakhan was at a. Um, Aretha Franklin's funeral. I'm like, oh. Uh, he spoke too. I'm like, I want to love her music. I do love her music. I can't deny that. I cannot deny that. But Louis Farrakhan, that bigot? All right. You're, you're, you're saying something. <laughs> you are absolutely, positively saying something when you go down that road. Yeah, you're you're, speak, you're speaking volumes, indeed. So, what's with this gun case that the Supreme Court is going to take up? I have got that story. How bad is the border? Well, people are talking about it. That's okay. Kids at the border are getting Kamala Harris's book. That's a true story. I got that story for you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page, Parlor, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow, like, do all the things. This is Tony Katz today. So Patrice Cullors doesn't pay her taxes. We all knew that Black Lives Matter, the organization, was a grift. Marxists getting $90 million? Payoffs from companies, please don't hurt me. Here, we'll prove we're not racist. Here's a big check. As opposed to, I don't know. Do, what do they call it? That's right, doing the work. It's a grift. Everybody knows this. When she showed she had four houses worth $3.2 million, including spending $1.4 million on a house in Topanga Canyon, which is 192% white, you knew it was a grift. Her nonprofit called Dignity and Power Now, warned by the California Attorney General's Office, Attorney's General Office, uh, in, in March over its failure to file required financial documents. And now there's a question of whether or not uh, everything she's filed and focused on and paid is on the up and up. Is anyone surprised? I mean, they didn't report any payments directly to her, but did she get money from them? No one's surprised. Meanwhile, the Attorney General Merrick Garland, he is speaking about some DOJ work. Let's take it to the Attorney General. Those qualities are necessary to building trust 
between law enforcement and the communities they serve. And community trust is essential to making policing more effective and less dangerous for officers on the street. Today, the Justice Department is opening a civil investigation into the Louisville-Jefferson County Metro Government and the Louisville Metro Police Department to determine whether LMPD engages in a pattern or practice of violations of the Constitution or federal law. Today's announcement is based on an extensive review of publicly available information about LMPD conducted by the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. The investigation will assess whether LMPD engages in a pattern or practice of using unreasonable force, including with respect to people involved in peaceful, expressive activities. It will determine whether LMPD engages in unconstitutional stops, searches, and seizures, as well as whether the department unlawfully executes search warrants on private homes. It will also assess whether LMPD engages in discriminatory conduct on the basis of race or fails to provide public services that comply with the Americans with Disability Act. The investigation will include a comprehensive review of the Louisville Police Department's policies and training. It will also assess the effectiveness of LMPD's supervision of officers and systems of accountability. As in every Justice Department investigation, we will follow the facts and the law wherever they lead. If there is reasonable cause to believe that there is a pattern or practice of constitutional or statutory violations, we will issue a public report of our conclusions. If violations are found, the Justice Department will aim to work with the city and police department to arrive at a set of mutually agreeable steps that they can take to correct and prevent unlawful patterns or practices. If an agreement cannot be reached, the Justice Department has the authority to bring a civil lawsuit seeking injunctive relief to address the violations. The investigation will be led by our Civil Rights Division and will be conducted by career staff of the division and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Kentucky. The investigators will seek input from every corner of Louisville. They will work with the community, with public officials, and with law enforcement officers. All of these steps will be taken with one goal in mind, to ensure that policing policies and practices are constitutional and lawful. That is the same goal as that of our investigation in Minneapolis and of every pattern or practice investigation that the department undertakes. When we announced the investigation of the Minneapolis Police Department last week, we received an immediate pledge of support from Minneapolis Mayor Fry and MPD Chief Arredondo. We have briefed Louisville Mayor Fisher and LMPD Chief Shields on our investigation in Louisville. They too have pledged their support and cooperation. Louisville has already taken some, some steps towards reform through its settlement with the family of Breonna Taylor, as well as through other measures. We commend those measures, and our investigation will take them into account. 
It is clear that the public officials in Minneapolis and Louisville, including those in law enforcement, recognize the importance and urgency of our efforts. We come to them as partners, knowing that we share a common aim. I don't know if they think you share a common aim, Attorney General Garland. A full investigation into the Louisville police. Now, I I will say, not having an expertise in this, I can't tell you if this happens three times a year with police districts uh, or or precincts uh, areas across the nation. The Justice Department might look into things all the time for all I know. But I, you know, we're, we're listening to this and producer Ari goes, oh, this is about Breonna Taylor. Well, yes, of course, this is about Breonna Taylor. But I think the, 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 the larger scale question is, if you tell me you want to look at whether or not a police department is executing warrants properly and engaging in violations of the Fourth Amendment, illegal search and seizure, go right ahead. I, I'm, I'm supposed to object to that? How, how, would, how would I? How could anybody object to the idea that you want to make sure of this if you're working on something actionable? Well, we're going to take a look at what they're doing and uh, see if we uh, find anything askew. Because, you know, you show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Right? That's Beria. And that's the Soviet secret police. And that's, you know, the idea of guilty until, until you know, decided innocent. Not even proven. Decided. I don't, I don't favor that. But if there's... Um, if there's something to look at on those on those issues, these are issues of of the rights of the people. You want to look at issues of race because of of Breonna Taylor. It, 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 have they been targeted? Anybody who's involved in anything will they now be targeted by uh, the the DOJ because of it? I mean, that's that's the question. Are we now in a place of utilizing government as a cudgel against the American people? That's a trick question. As you know, I'm very, very good with the trick questions. If a train left New York at 300 miles per hour, an accelerated speed, 15 miles per hour, and traveled a distance of 683 miles, Tell me, sir, what time would that train reach Chicago? What the fuck is the question? That it is. A trick question indeed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got in, I got into it. I got into it with 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 Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> totally lost myself in the train of thought. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Johnny Dangerously. I mean uh, that that that's just it. That's just it. But no, it's it's certainly a trick question. If if you get yourself into the idea of this is the first time the government has been used as a cudgel against the people. Didn't we see this under Barack Obama and the IRS? We saw this under Barack Obama and the IRS.
The IRS used as a cudgel against Tea Party groups when they were prevented from getting a a nonprofit status so they couldn't go about raising money so they could be silenced. This is what we saw. Lowest learner in the rest manipulated the IRS in order to hurt these groups based on trying to silence their political speech. Don't ever tell me that the Obama administration was scandal-free, because that's a load of you-know-what. It's just garbage, people. It ain't true. So is that what we're seeing here? I think it's going to take a little more time to kind of kind of break this down to figure that out meanwhile the border is happening the border is continuing to be a a problem and you have from fox news bill hammer asking the question and you've got well an answer regarding the issues at the border it does. And when you look at the first 100 days of this administration, as evidenced by the numbers, nobody has done worse on border security than President Biden. Nobody has done more to, to enrich organized crime than President Biden. Nobody has put women and children uh, under more danger than President Biden has. In all aspects of border security, he is clearly failing. And the fact that he's not coming to the border to address the issue shows that he has no answers for what needs to be done to solve this problem here's that is the president of uh the what 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 do they what do they call that the uh the border the border president the uh, some some border patrol group that that name uh, completely eludes me i feel bad about that because i i had it i uh national border patrol council president that was it the border continues to be an issue Luckily, the children at the border, they've got things to read. Of course, kids are coming to the border left and right. Kids are being basically tossed over fences um, to be at the border. Really, adults are climbing the top of the fence and then lowering the kid down and then dropping them. So they, they don't drop the full 14 feet. They only drop 7 to 10 feet. See, it's no problem. They're not actually being thrown off the fence. They're being lightly dropped, these three-year-olds and five-year-olds. And yes, you have 32, 33 days since uh, Kamala Harris has done a press conference when she got tasked with uh, the border being her responsibility. And she's not speaking about it. She's asked about it. She's like, I'm not going to play those games with you. You listen to me, jerky. I'm not going to sit here and play any of those uh, games. Why would I ever do such a thing? And now Republicans are attacking you, saying you shouldn't be in New Hampshire talking about infrastructure. You should be in the southern border talking about immigration. How do you respond to that? I'm not going to play political games. As long as you're not playing political games. Meanwhile, you wrote a book, a children's book. Superheroes are everywhere. And that's in the welcome kits that now go to kids at the border. First of all, it got referred to as a welcome kit. Freaks me out. This is not an Oscar swag bag, people. 
But her book is going to these kids who are being dropped off at the border, crossing the border without any parents, basically tossed over uh, the border fence. They're getting her book. Where's the talk of the emoluments clause? Where's the talk of her profiting off of her position as an elected official? My gosh! It's like we don't care about those things anymore. As if it was never real to begin with. Hmm. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Cutting through the divisiveness, cutting right through it, is former Representative Tulsi Gabbard, who did not run for re-election, is in Hawaii, and is... Well, I disagree with you on a fair amount of politics, trying to make sense of the madness that we're seeing. And she put out this missive, I don't know, via TikTok or via Instagram, and she's sent it over to Twitter. My dear friends, my fellow Americans, please, please let us stop the racialization of everyone and everything. It's racialism. We are all children of God and are therefore family in the truest sense, no matter our race or ethnicity. This is aloha, and this is what our country and the world need. For the mainstream propaganda media and politicians, they want us to constantly focus on our skin color and the skin color of others because it helps them politically or financially. Aloha means respect and love for others. It's what enables us to see beyond our skin color and see the soul, the person within. So let's do our best to cultivate this aloha in our hearts and see and treat others through this prism of love, not through the prism of race and ethnicity. Please let us not allow ourselves to be led down this dark and divisive path of racialism Anything wrong with that? Anything we're going to disagree with about that? I mean, the, the, the great pushback has begun. People realizing that this is all madness. What we're doing to each other is a complete and total disaster. The bigotry that is things like critical race theory, like uh, anti-racism, I love it. I've gotten people like, oh, critical race theory has been around for years. You're just upset because it talks about white fragility. Well, first, anything that tells people they're not allowed to disagree because if they do, they're guilty is a Stalinist. And of course, I oppose it. And the fact that other people are like, no, that's cool. Well, that's what's ugly. And if people won't recognize that about themselves, well, that's on them. I'm going to recognize it. But if everything is race and every construct is race and every conversation is race and there's race in it, what can you actually get done? What can you possibly get done as a society? And the answer is, well, nothing and, and less than nothing and even less than nothing. That seems obvious. So I like what Tulsi Gabbard had to say. We can't live this way. It's not going to get anybody anywhere. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to make some people some money. The grift is. It's going to make some people feel good, almost in a revenge kind of way. It's very strange. 
the the people who really dig into anti-racism they don't they don't even understand that anti-racism is racism they just take a look at the name and be like well it must be opposed to racism i gotta dig into so much more of that you will not believe the things going on in schools all across the country putting together basically as many sources as i can for you facebook tony katz radio instagram parlor twitter tony katz this is tony katz today